you are about to experience a powerful and life-changing message. We expect God's Word to accomplish in your life the very thing that He set it out to do. I've heard and, and read that there are 365 uh, scriptures having to do with fear. Uh, I could not find that many. Um, they were proposing that there's one for each and every day, and uh, I could not find that many. I researched and, and uh, found that there were probably more like 170-ish um, scriptures dealing with fear in their different forms, like be courageous, be strong. That would be something that would deal with fear. Isn't that right? And uh, so, so we know that, that God says fear not. Isn't that right? Everybody say fear not. And if God says something one time, from what we can see in the beginning, that that's really all that's needed. Isn't that right? I mean, after all, God said, let there be light. And bada bing, bada boom. He, man, we're talking about light and darkness running for its life. We're talking about just bam, light. And there was chaos and order came. And, and uh, so God didn't say, again, he didn't say, I told you light. He didn't have to do that. Isn't that right? So if God says something one time and you stand on that thing, then it's all you need. Isn't that right? And uh, so, so we know that there are many scriptures, however, dealing with uh, telling us not to be afraid or do not fear. Therefore, that must mean that there is a great challenge for people to live in fear and walk in fear. In fact, we heard from pastor uh, concerning this and that Jesus came to deliver us from the fear of death. He said all their lifetime were subject to fear, the fear of death. Isn't that interesting? And uh, so, so people have different grades of fear. You know, most Christians, I think, live under this low level grade of fear. It's kind of like that. Has anybody ever had one of them kind of nagging headaches ever? You know, where it's just kind of in the back. It's not something you really address too much. You're like, it's just kind of irritating. You know what I'm saying? And really all you really need is to have a cup of coffee. You haven't had coffee today or something. But anyhow, uh, but it's like this low level deal. And that's what happens is people, they function and live under this fear. But whether low level, high level, it's all dangerous and detrimental to your Christianity and your faith and walking in victory over this world, okay? And uh, so it's, it's, it apparently needs to be dealt with. And uh, some folks are listening possibly, but not doing. Now, Pastor has talked eloquently about this and speaking God's word and declaring some things. And of course, I encourage you to do uh, what God has been instructing us to do. Um, but we're going to get into this right away here. Let's look at uh, Luke chapter 21. Luke chapter 21, verse 26. It says, Men's hearts failing them for fear and for looking after those things which are coming on the earth. For the powers of heaven shall be shaken. The powers of heaven shall be shaken. So, so we're hearing in our day, young people are dying of heart attacks. You know? It's strange, you know, and you get people in their older, you know, in the age you hear they die of a heart attack, you kind of dismiss it, you know. But man, young people are dying from heart attacks. And, and, and you know, we want to blame it on this thing or that thing, Red Bull, you know, monsters, you know. And, uh, and it might be monsters, but it's, it's I think, uh, from this particular scripture, uh, that monster would be called fear. Now, don't get me wrong, I don't recommend living on Red Bulls and Monsters. 
I think you should take good care of yourself. You should eat right, exercise, all those kind of things. But people are just dropping off. Even people that are athletes are dropping off. Uh, over the years, I've heard several people that were runners, you know, and just in, in great shape, um, actually passing away. I have a heart attack. So in the last days, the scriptures say that men's hearts will fail them for fear. So fear is a real uh, stronghold, a real uh, physical and spiritual challenge. And most people who go to the hospital go there for anxiety and fear. All the physical symptoms they're dealing with have to do with fear. Praise the Lord. Here you thought you inherited something from your ancestors, physical. What you probably inherited from your ancestors is living in worry, fear, and anxiety. They were in the habit of doing it. It felt natural to them. They trained you in worrying. Oh, we have a, a bunch of professional worriers. Some people just irritate you. You know, they're like, oh my gosh, we're all going to die. I'm like, yeah, pretty much. I'm, I'm working on maybe in between 90 and 100. How about you? You know, I believe the Bible says with long life, I will satisfy thee. So I'm going to go with that until Jesus comes. Now, if Jesus comes, I'm out. Praise God. And so, so we, we can't live our lives under this oppression of fear, underlying fear. And a lot of times people ignore it and don't think they have it. They don't think that they're afraid. They don't think they're afraid of, of being misunderstood. Some people are afraid to get up in the morning. Some people are afraid to go out of the door. Some people are afraid all day long on their job of being misunderstood or talked about. You have to come to a point of being able to walk in love. I have to add that first before I say, and not give a flip about what people think of you. Can you see why I had to add the love first? You understand? Because there are people that don't give a flip, but they're not walking in love. We are called to walk in love, so we cannot dismiss that while we are walking free from fear. And listen, there's no lack for stupid people. So, you have to go out of your home embodied with love, embodied with that, that mindset, that you are going to let everybody's problems remain theirs and not adopt those problems as your own when they say something stupid or do something stupid. Y'all with me? Because how many knows you don't get too far from your home driving before you have been called out into the flesh? How many knows there's just not enough Christian hand signals? You know, you're like... Yeah. That's all we got, you know. 
<laughs> One way, Jesus. Follow him. <laughs> you know. But, but people are afraid of people. The Old Testament says, don't be afraid of their faces. We're so intimidated by people. That we live in fear, we're afraid, we're, we're, you know, in your job, you think everything is volatile. Listen, promotion comes from the Lord. Promotion comes from the Lord and people will respond to your confidence when you carry yourself in a way, oh, you need me. I'm carrying valuable things that I would be an asset to the organization you walk with this confidence, not in fear. I just hope I make it to another day. I mean, I don't even know what I'm doing here. Oh, my gosh. I'm so stupid. People live in fear and, and belittle themselves and condemn themselves. I like what, what uh, Bonnie told me. Bonnie, uh, she does hair, and she was trained under this dude, and he told her, fake it till you make it, baby. I was like, oh my goodness, and how does that work out for you? And, and she's, man, she gets paid top dollar to do hair. You know, I probably would get half price at least, don't you think? I mean, she's, but, you know, she's like, you want to blow dry? I'm like, yeah, she'll go. Thank you. But we can't be afraid, can we? We can't be afraid of their faces. We can't live in fear. Praise God. Hallelujah. I just laugh. People do stupid stuff. I just laugh and enjoy myself and refuse to let them pull me out into the flesh. Don't get me wrong. I have not gone in the flesh, not for lack of, of opportunity. As all of us, you know. I tell you, especially driving. Driving is a volatile thing. People pull in front of you. They flip you off. I mean, excuse me, they... Raise the one-way Jesus sign. <laughs> That's what I look at. It's like, oh, Jesus is number one. Amen. <laughs> I'm not going to be afraid. People are afraid to get on the freeway. Right. And people live fearfully. It's like people are going too fast. I always go faster. <laughs> Hallelujah. Somebody said, you need to slow that truck down, Pastor. And I said, I, I cannot. <laughs> then I will lose. And I'm a winner. <laughs> I have to force myself on the freeway to be courteous. It's like, oh, yeah, slow down, slow down. Let him in, let him in. Good job. You're not in a hurry. You're not late. I have to talk myself down. <laughs> you know, and so people do stuff, and I have to, have to consider the possibility that I may have done that once in my life. Right? But I'm not going to live in fear of what people think of me. I'm not going to be afraid. And, you know, I've been misunderstood before. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm not believing for it, but I'm sure it'll probably happen again. Uh, but I'm not going to walk on eggshells. I'm not going to do that. I've done that, tried to help people, and I realize there's not enough eggshells to stop them. 
they're going to do what they're going to do, whether I walk on the cement or the eggshell. So I'm just going to take the cement. It's just a lot easier. I'm not doing this number the whole time, you know, and just trying to say the right thing so I don't hurt their feelings. Everybody has feelings, and I'm not going to live in fear about hurting people's feelings. Now, again, that doesn't mean I set out to do it either. Glory to God. I'm just got to be me. Everybody says, I just got to be me. And you can be you in Christ, walk in love, and live free from fear. Y'all with me? Hallelujah. Glory to God. In the Amplified, in that same verse, it says, Men swooning away are expiring with fear and dread and apprehension and expectation of the things that are coming on the world. I, you know that most people worry about things that will never happen in their life. I heard a study one time that 90% of what people worry about will never, ever happen. And, and uh, there's people I know that I, I've told them, I said, look, honey, this, is, oh, excuse me, that kind of exposed it, didn't it? So I, I, I'm going to call everybody honey, just so you know. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm, yeah. I said, so, so we dismiss this thing and have to move to the next thing to worry about. And, and, and if we can get rid of this thing and not move to the next thing and be done with all of them, that would be the best. Isn't that right? That I'm not going to worry about tomorrow. Our children can be the area of worry. Uh, it's huge, especially for mothers. You know, dads, we, we actually go to work, come home, and, and then all of a sudden we notice there's people, more people. <laughs> and um, then we find out their names, you know, and, and uh, we, we, we raise them, you know, that kind of thing. Uh, and, and, and so dads, you know, there's different levels of dad's involvement with children. We should be involved. We should be involved. Don't get me wrong. But oftentimes not like moms. Moms, it's like they're hard, you know, it's like, oh, you know. And, and, and they come to dad and say, you should be more involved. You're like, all right. What do you want me to do? Talk to them about sex. I'm like. They're five. Are you sure? <laughs> but obviously we have differing ideas about the children. And, and thank God I always say that uh, mothers were, were given to save the children's lives and men were given so they don't turn out to be homosexuals. It's like, oh, he's just jumping off the roof, honey. I mean, it's okay. It's like, boys, they fight. That's what we do. It's fun. They get upset, right, ladies? But when it comes to your children, that's their heart. And so, obviously, that they can make their children almost out to be their God. Y'all with me? And until you trust your children into God's hands, you tie his hands. Y'all with me? That's what fear does is it ties God's hands from moving in the area of which you are concerned. All right. Y'all with me? Yeah. Now, 
um, I know that, uh, that, that, again, that mothers tend to coddle and, and nurture. Uh, dads tend to be the stronger voice in their lives of, of correction and, and uh, uh, that kind of thing. Uh, but, but we both must agree that our children are going to serve God, train them up in the way that they should go as the Bible instructs us, and we have to trust God with everything else. One great man of God, Pastor B.B. Hankins, said you didn't get this far by being careful. And people say, man, how did you raise those, those great boys you have? I'm, I'm, oftentimes I'm like, man, I wish I could tell you. Because uh, I know that it was God's mercy. If there's any virtue in these boys, these young men now, my youngest just turned 21. If there's any virtue... We know that it's, it's because of God's mighty hand. Right. Yes, yes, we had the privilege of being part and are responsible for them. But I couldn't at any moment say, look what I did. See how great those boys are? <laughs> yeah. I was nervous about uh, children, uh, you know, not like the making part, but, you know, them actually showing up. Um, <laughs> But, yeah, listen, if you're fearful about that, we need to talk privately, you know what I'm saying? You understand? Oh, what? Listen, now you guys can't be afraid of that. Are the kids gone? Listen, this is not an area that anybody should live in fear. Y'all with me? Side thought? you need to show up naked with the lights on. You're like, oh, you're scaring me, Pastor Andy. But listen, there is a need. If you don't understand what I'm talking about, being fearful about your body does not help your spouse. Look, uh, the Bible says married and burned. What's worse is marrying and burning anyhow. So so we're going into your business a little bit, sorry, you know, but this is an area of fear, especially for some ladies. But look, he just wants to see you naked. He can't see nobody else naked. <laughs> or at least he shouldn't be. <laughs> wonder why people have problems with porn, uh, because... Uh, that's all they have access to because you have to, uh, you know, uh, listen, when he comes home, uh, just uh, show up to the door with saran wrap on. <laughs> and a bow. <laughs> I'm just saying. Don't be skirt. <laughs> now, husbands, you might be skirt if that happened. I don't know. But I'm just saying we got to live free from fear in, in all of its forms. And uh, uh, being so conscientious of your, of your body is, is a form of fear, is a form of bondage. And, and uh, God created us. Listen, he started this thing in nakedness. The original plan was no clothes. And now it's a different situation. Please don't come to church like that. 
So we have, we have the right only to do that in the confines of our marriage relationship. Does that make sense? Uh, and within those confines, uh, we need to enjoy the fullness of that experience. Y'all with me? No excuses. Everybody say no excuses. And uh, uh, so God has given us the ability to overcome every fear in all of its forms. And fear is not something that we were created to walk in. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I've made so many people nervous. We're going to look at uh, Psalm 5522. Psalm 5522. It says, Cast thy burden upon the Lord, and he shall sustain thee. He shall never suffer the righteous to be moved. Cast thy burden upon the Lord, and he shall sustain you. When? When you cast your burden. Uh, the burden is that thing, that weight, that load that has um, kept you from doing the things that you are supposed to do. Now, when can he help you? Only after you have cast the burden. If you don't cast the burden, you have uh, decided that you're big enough to handle it and God is unable to get involved. Praise the Lord. Amplified says, cast your burden on the Lord, releasing the weight of it, and he will sustain you. He will never allow the consistently righteous to be moved, made to slip, fall, or fail. Fear of failure, one of the greatest challenges. Fear of failure. Why people don't step out and do things uh, that you've been called to do and are gifted to do because of fear. Fear that I fail. What if I fail? What if you succeed? <laughs> you cannot be afraid to fail. Do you realize that courage isn't the absence of fear? Courage is what resists fear. Be strong and courageous, the Bible says. Isn't that right? God tells him, Joshua. Be strong and courageous. So fear is, is a temptation. Fear is in our face. But we lean in and resist it and command it to be different and to change and say the difference, I thank you, Father, that I am anointed by God to preach the good news. Hallelujah. <laughs> so many times I've, uh, you know, been called upon to preach when Pastor David has, has been gone over the years and, and uh, so many different circumstances, so many different situations. And uh, uh, sometimes I'm thinking, you know, uh, Really? This happened when pastor's gone? Uh, one particular instance uh, um, uh, was a, a funeral. A pastor was out of town, and, and uh, so I um, was called upon to be the officiant at a funeral. It was a large funeral. Um, probably 400 people came, and, and uh, it was one of the union uh, um, uh, representatives uh, over the backstage people of our city, and uh, he passed away. And so here's all these people, celebrities, backstage hands, sound, lighting, you know, the whole group. And uh, uh, so, so uh, um, I'm getting ready to come out of the minister's lounge, and Brother Charles, uh, he comes in and says, Pastor Andy, uh, just hold for a minute. Somebody has passed out. I was like, fine, no problem. So I sit in there and wait a while. Uh, a bunch of time goes, I'm like, my goodness. How long is this going to take? You know, drag them in the back room. Give them some, uh, some Kool-Aid or something. I don't know. 
And so, so I get ready to come out, and, and Charles comes and meets me at the door over there again and says, Pastor Andy, if you can hold this minute, the paramedics are almost done. I'm like, the paramedics? When did paramedics come into the picture? So, so then I'm like, oh my goodness. So I come out of there. There's a man laying right here in this aisle, and, uh, and they've got the fibrillator going, you know, the boots, 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 boots. There's a woman uh, right here where Leticia is screaming her head off. And, and I'm like, what is going on? And so we have a dead body here now. 